the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, June the 21st, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Summer begins today, and the days begin to get shorter. I like summer. I don't like the absence of light. I don't like it when the days start getting shorter. I was complaining about that a few years ago on this program, and my wife's older sister kind of, um, she called me and gave me a little uh, talking to about it. She said, Gary, she said, you don't hate this day. She said, this is my birthday. And I remembered that it was. So I won't complain about the days getting shorter yet, but I will worth wish my wife's sister a happy birthday. I know she's listening in Yakima. On June 21st, 1788, the United States Constitution went into effect as New Hampshire became the ninth state to ratify it. Today, in 1834, Cyrus Hall McCormick received a patent for his reaping machine. Today, in 1942, you farmers will know what that is. The rest of you, I'll explain it to you sometime. Today, in 1942, an Imperial Japanese submarine fired shells at Fort Stevens on the Oregon coast. It didn't cause much damage at all. Today, in 1954, the American Cancer Society presented a study to the American Medical Association. They were meeting in San Francisco. That study found that men who regularly smoked cigarettes died at a considerably higher rate than non-smokers. That was today in 1954. Today, in 1973, U.S. Supreme Court in Miller v. California ruled that states may ban materials found to be obscene according to local standards. Today, in 1982, a jury in Washington, D.C. found John Hinckley Jr. not guilty by reason of insanity in the shootings of President Ronald Reagan and three other men. And today, in 1989, a sharply divided Supreme Court ruled that burning the American flag as a form of political protest was protected by the First Amendment. That bothered a lot of people across America. I was one of those who was terribly bothered by that, but yet we live in a society of where freedom, freedom, is given prominence, or at least it has been in our history. Former Special Counsel John Durham is testifying this morning. He said that FBI, he's the one that did the uh, did the investigation into the Trump, you know, connection to Russia and so on. Which, as it turned out, there was no connection. But he was testifying this morning. He said that um, FBI agents have apologized to him 
for the Crossfire Hurricane investigation into former President Donald Trump and his campaign from 2016 to 2019. He says they've been broken, some of them, because they've given their life to the cause. They love the country and they love the FBI and what it stands for or is supposed to stand for. Durham, who was appointed the special counsel to investigate the origins of the investigation into Trump's campaign, that that investigation, as I said, later revealed that Trump had not colluded with Russia to win the election. He's been interviewing for quite a period of time now. He's been interviewing FBI agents and men and women who work there. <clears throat> and uh, they were and specifically those who were involved in the investigation. Durham told the um, Senate the or the council, the committee this morning, he said those FBI agents were ashamed of their work on the investigation. He also said that several other agents had apologized to him for the FBI's conduct. He said, let me give you some real-life views, he told our elected officials. He said, I have have had any number of FBI agents who have come to me and apologized for the manner in which that investigation, the one into Trump, was undertaken. He said, these are good, hardworking, decent people. And um, he says, uh, this is not what they're about. It's the leadership. He was responding to a question that Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana had asked him the opening uh, of his testimony about some of the conclusions of his report, and he said they were very sobering. There's much more on that, and it probably will be in the news today, and I don't mean to be cynical. I, I don't want to be cynical, but it will be skewed, and it will be bent in a different direction. They won't quote what I just quoted, I'm certain, but perhaps some will, but for the most part, they won't. But that's what was being said in our capital today to our elected leaders. Said it was pathetic. It was all, well, as Trump said, it was a hoax. That's sad. And yet we see today the ripples of that continuing, trying to manipulate the outcome of our elections. And it doesn't matter whether it is our institutions are trying to bend an election toward a Democrat or a Republican. They're striking at the very heart of our democracy and our freedom and our great nation. We cannot continue on this course. I think we're beginning to see kind of a foreshadowing of that. The great American pushback is starting to happen. Understanding who your customers are is pretty smart business. Every mom and pop that's ever run a little business, even running it out of their home, understands that you got to understand your customers. Even I can understand that. Starbucks outlets are toning down their Pride Month celebrations, according to several reports this past week. Though the coffee chain's top executives deny it's, a, it's an official policy. It may not be an official policy, but Starbucks is, they're cleaning house, man. They're pushing this stuff to the back room. Why? Because they've watched what customers are doing to other stores. Pixar's film, this Elemental, is out there for kids. A lot of kids are saying, Mom, Mom, Dad, Dad, I got to go to see this, and so on, blah, blah, blah. But it features Disney's first non-binary character. Well, over the weekend, 
It flopped. It was a miserable failure at the box office. Why? <laughs> because moviegoers simply put it on ice. The Hollywood Reporter, it's a, a journal, a, a trade journal in, in Hollywood, and I, I try to follow it. I, it. It tells me what they're saying and, and so on. And um, anyway, they say that the Hollywood Reporter says that it produced the lowest opening weekend, and they're not conservative or certainly not Christian, I can assure you. But they said it produced the lowest opening weekend box office take in modern Pixar history. And then they wrote, oops. (laughs) All this is happening during the most controversial Pride Month in years. This month is dedicated to so-called Pride. Have you ever thought about the fact that we give one day to celebrate those who gave their lives for this country? We celebrate a month of people who have deviant sexual behavior. Why the controversy? Pride is departing from its original goals of just saying, you know, we live this way. This is how, this is our sexual behavior and we want the right to do this and so on. On June 16th, the Los Angeles Dodgers held a Pride Night pregame ceremony. I mentioned it on this program. They, they were honoring the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Remember, that's those people who mock Catholic nuns. The Dodgers had booked them for that night at their game. Then they had canceled them. Then they got pushed back from the LGBTQ activist community. So they signed them up again, and they went ahead with this thing, and they had it. And I saw pictures of video. I will tell you, I've gone to baseball games in Dodger Stadium in L.A., and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It looked like there was no baseball game. There was nobody in the stands. There were some people, but I would say in a stadium that seats, I don't know, what, 20,000, 30,000? I don't know what it seats. I mean, tens of thousands. There might have been 500 people. There was nobody there. There were thousands outside protesting, but nobody was sitting in the seats. This is happening across America. It's not organized by some church. In fact, unfortunately, some churches are not taking a stand as they should. But we live in a time when people are starting to push back. Enough is enough. All this is happening because the left and the pride movement has simply pushed us too far. And people are saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. These mostly men acting like women are, were dressed up in nuns' habits, ridiculing particularly Catholics, but all Christians. They were pole dancing on a cross, mocking hunky Jesus and foxy Mary. I know that's offensive, but you need to hear that. That's going on in the public square in America, and your president, the president of the United States, is promising them, I've got your back, man. That is so offensive to me, I don't know the words to explain to you how outraged in my spirit that makes me, and I believe it does in your spirit as well. 
People are not necessarily talking about this. Some are. But there is a growing silent, a silent majority of consensus. And they're saying, America is saying, I've had enough of this. This is not normal. It's not acceptable. Do people have a right to behave sexually as they want to? I, to a point, I guess they do in America. They don't have a right to change the culture and to bend everything toward their sexual behavior. And that's what's happening here today. And America's getting sick and tired of it. Not because we're not compassionate. It's because we are compassionate. And everybody isn't living their lifestyle. And yet they're trying to convert our culture to reflect a culture where everybody's doing it. And they're after our children. And we're not going to give them our children now that we're becoming informed. Americans want to be tolerant. But they don't want a minority ramming its beliefs down everybody else's throats, regardless of what it is, but particularly human sexuality. David Leatherwood, he's a board member of the nonprofit Gays Against Groomers. He says many gays and lesbians don't even approve of what's going on. The Los Angeles Times reported in this year's Pride events, transgender and non-binary personalities are front and center. It's not like it used to be, they say. They want to go back to the way it was. Even, even for some in that community, they're saying, oh, this is going too far. They mock religion, but now they're finding out 70% of Americans identify as religious. According to Pew Research, 64% Christian, various percentages of Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist. These, ha- these religions have codes of conduct that discourage these kinds of things. 70% of, of Americans identify as religious. of Americans identify as transgender. And yet they want to rule the culture. They want to mock religion. But you mock religion in today's society, right now, and your bottom line will take a hit. Axios reports that Anheuser-Busch, Target, and Kohl's suffered a cumulative $28 billion loss in stock since April 1. Anheuser-Busch, maker of the top-selling Bud Light, I've said it before, but I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. I don't drink alcohol, so it doesn't affect me one way or the other, but it certainly affects these people. And America has walked away from Bud Light after they engaged that transgender social media so-called influencer, Dylan Mulvaney, to advertise their brand, Bud Light, Sales tumbled. They fell on their face. Now this other, it's Modelo, I think it's pronounced. It's a Mexican beer. It's number one in the nation. Coles and Target featured LGBTQIA plus XYZ, whatever, themed clothing in its kids' department, including a bathing suit. I talked about that here a few weeks ago when it became known. and They put this stuff out there. Customers, the silent majority, took their purchasing power elsewhere. The company's stocks plummeted. 
organized boycotts? Not necessarily. Just people saying, I'm fed up with it. Husbands and wives, man and woman, husband and wives are talking about it. They're saying, you know, we'd, we're not going to take our kids into Target. We're not going to go in there. I don't want to walk through that stuff myself as an adult, much less drag my little junior five-year-old through the store. And he's pointing and saying, what's that? I think politicians, especially elected school boards, local politicians, but national as well, you better take note of this. Because this is not just a bunch of crazy religious people who have got all upset and they'll get over it soon. I think this is lasting. I think people are fed up and sick and tired of it. I hope they are. This isn't right. It certainly isn't righteous. It certainly isn't godly. But it's not right culturally. This is not the American that most people want to live in. And now they're saying no. We won't live in this. Not because they're angry. Not because they hate. Anybody that disagrees with this agenda is said to be a hater. You can imagine what some would say about people like myself. But that isn't true. There's no hate. It's disagreement. There's a tone of sadness. This lifestyle that's being celebrated by the greatest, most powerful, most blessed, most prosperous, most Christian nation on the planet has become a religion of destruction. It itself has become a religion of sorts. And we are America. We have been on our knee in front of this particular sexual perversion And we've been led astray by pastors, by the president, and by a number of other leaders. And people are simply in their compassion. They don't hate anyone. They're simply saying, I'm not going to raise my children in this environment. I am sick and tired of the insanity. God help us. It's interesting how the media twists the stories that happen in our culture. The media's history of panic over climate change is very real. <laughs> I mean, they're always they're always out there doing their best, just like they're promoting the pride movement. They're also out there promoting the climate change, the climate crisis. Sometimes it's a heat wave that will melt the glaciers. Sometimes it's the coming ice age. I'm over 40 now, and I've lived long enough. to I've seen both sides of that. I remember when they were talking about an ice age. In 1895, no, I don't remember 1895. But in 1895, the New York Times article claimed, I'm quoting, geologists think the world may be frozen up again. And they foresaw perennial frost and snow year-round on the, on the planet for a, for a certain period of time. By 1932, the Times warned melting polar ice caps to raise the level of seas and flood the continent. In 1958, Harper's article predicted the coming ice age. Newsweek's April 28, 1975 edition put it bluntly. 
The central fact is that there are three-quarters of a century of extraordinary mild conditions. The Earth's climate seems to be cooling down now. But soon after, they came out with a story, global warming seems to be taking hold. It's been back and forth for as long as we've been talking about this issue. We do know that generations of journalists promoted scientific claims about the climate in some kind of an apocalypse. You're either burning up or you're freezing. It isn't funny, but it it's kind of amusing. If science doesn't know, how does Al Gore know and these other people? Last summer, a large wildfire that came to be known as the Oak Fire scorched its way across California's Mariposa County. It threatened Yosemite National Park, one of our beautiful parks in America. It was first reported in July of 20, uh, 22nd of July, right during the fire season. The Oak Fire burned more than 19,000 acres of land cost more than $90 million. Evacuations forced the displacement of thousands of Californians and visitors, people on vacation. They'd planned ahead, spent their money. They took the family and were headed out there. The cause? Well, of course, it was climate change. But actually, it wasn't climate change. It was, well, I'll, I'll tell you who it was in a moment. The Guardian reported, quote, the raging oak fire burning near Yosemite National Park was forced, has forced the evacuation of more than 3,000 people and offered an alarming look at what could be another devastating year for wildfire in California. They went on to say the state had been experiencing a slower start in the traditional fire season and so on. This Daniel Swaim, Dr. Daniel Swaim, a climate, uh, climate scientist at UCLA, he was saying that the fire had exploded because of climate change and so on. The Guardian reported, all this comes at a time when the state is seeing increasingly destructive and deadly places and the climate crisis creates conditions for this destruction. Taxpayer-funded, at least in part, PBS emphasized that the Oak Fire was one of the most devastating consequences of global climate crisis. They tweeted, PBS, it's so large it is visible from space. Well, excuse me, but PBS, almost all these fires are visible from space, but nonetheless, they said it's so it's so large it's visible from space. We're seeing the devastating consequences play out in real time about the role of climate crisis. Over at CNN, climate chief climate correspondent Bill Weir he explained how a mega drought driven by climate change that is affecting California and other western states has left plenty of dry, flammable material that can become fuel so quickly, especially when humidity is low and winds are high in our climate crisis. Forbes joined the chorus. The National Park Service, they said, I'm quoting them, is preparing for more wildfires to come as climate change fuels extreme droughts and high record temperatures across the Rocky Mountains. ABC reported, quote, a bone-dry environment combined with scorching temperatures and ample fuel, all consequences of climate change. That's what allowed the Oak Fire to spread so rapidly from the moment of ignition, the scientists at ABC News said. The peril of cr climate crisis is 
It's that the so-called progressives try to force every event to become a result or a consequences of climate crisis. Al Gore has written a number of books, made a couple of movies, and made hundreds of millions of dollars off this. Oh, I'm not saying that the climate isn't changing. I'm not a scientist, but the scientists I've read say, of course it's changing. We all know it. Maybe a degree warmer than it was last year at this time, or whatever. I don't hear anyone much claiming that, or trying to claim that the that the climate isn't changing. It's about why is it changing, and is it really creating all of this havoc? I mean, it's, or is someone packaging this in order to push an agenda? Remember, to the progressive, so-called progressive, the end always justifies the means, because they don't have fixed truth; they have evolving truth. Things are relative, not absolute. There's just one problem with all of this, particularly about this California fire last summer. The climate change pushing outlets have failed to consider at the time that the fire might not have been the result of global climate change crisis. And yes, there is a lot of, of stuff to burn in the forest because we have purposefully over decades not managed our forests well. We've cut out logging. We've cut out any kind of activity. The lefties have done this. But it's interesting. It wasn't climate crisis necessarily. It was a Democrat donor. Yeah, they, they, they have arrested him now. This inconvenient truth comes courtesy of a report from the Washington Free Beacon. Authorities busted a Democrat donor for allegedly starting a ginormous infernal, they say. They use the word ginormous. In Yosemite National Park, Democrat politicians had insisted climate change was to blame for the blaze, which destroyed more than 100 homes and injured several firefighters and so on back in July of 2022. But Edward Frederick Wackerman, that's his actual name, Wackerman, of Mariposa, California, faces a number of charges now, including aggravated arson following his arrest on Friday, last Friday. By the numbers, the arson suspect has donated 1,775 to Democratic candidates committees since 2020. Government records show it, uh, uh, including a $1,000 donation to Tim Ryan's failed U.S. Senate campaign, $400 to the Lincoln Project, a disgraced liberal super PAC that was committed to getting rid of Donald Trump. Maybe, just maybe, that Democrats and other congregants of the Church of Climate Change ought to focus their actions. Mainly, mainly they need to ask their cohorts in the far-left groups to put down their matches. Instead of telling Minnesotans they can't use gas-powered lawnmowers anymore, demanding California switch to electric vehicles, they'll be subsequently asked not to charge due to grid instability because, well, we can't start our car today because we don't have enough electricity. All of these people are seeking to destroy the reliability of the nation's power system by forcing reliable and cheap generation plants offline. All this while their followers, their people, are lighting fires in the forest to make the point that we have a climate crisis. Oh, I know every fire isn't started by a leftist, but now you know that some of them are.
Thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure to spend a few moments with you. Thank you for your support. We need your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.